from the twisted realm of science and the darkest pits of reason comes chilling tales of godlessness. Bear witness to the unfathomable terror that is... The Good Atheist. Welcome to thegoodatheist.net for this October 26th. 2008. I hope I got that right. I hope I got that right. Did I get it right? You know, I swore I would 26th. stop. I would. I would. I swore I would stop criticizing. Today is Thanksgiving, if the, I'm not mistaken. Yes, right today. Yes, it this is. is American Thanksgiving rather than the you know more logical Canadian one, which is like a month or two months before Christmas. I don't even understand how why Americans want to have Thanksgiving so close to Christmas. You, you dumb idiot. It has nothing to do with, oh, it's, pl- you know, there's no s- planners here that are like, oh, it's too close or too far from Christmas. It's the harvest. And yes, in Canada, we harvest sooner because at this point, it's fucking frozen up here. Desolate wasteland of coldness and darkness. They still have a significant portion of their landmass that's similarly, you know... Uh, cold. We're not the only place that's cold. Besides, 90% of Canadians are right close to the border, so it's no colder than, say, Massachusetts or something. So, it's still pretty balls cold, but... It's just harvest time, man. That's what Thanksgiving is. You take in the harvest and you say... And that's at that point where you look and you say, we're going to survive winter or not, and that's where you say, thanks for that nature well, god. Well, I, I, I don't know if I'd have a celebration. I'd be too nervous. I'd have a celebration after it's fucking over, man. After winter's over? Yeah, you, then you're just like, oh, thank God. Well, we, you know winter's going to suck, but it, it, once you know you've got enough food to make it through the winter or how you know how big your bounty is, then you can kind of have that feed. I, I get it. it. I think it's actually... What it used to be is is pretty cool in a twisted, fucked up survival kind of way, and I, I and I get so, I why it was so. why it's such an important one. People talk about Thanksgiving. Oh, why does Thanksgiving? Why is that a day off? It's like I get it. You want to know what's so great? Usually, if if you can celebrate during that time, if if locusts haven't come and eaten all of your crops, because I was watching again Planet Earth the other day, and they were just showing like a swarm of billions of locusts going through. Tons and tons of food. They were like, they will eat everything in sight in a matter of hours. Can you imagine? Like, of course, people back then thought it was some kind of plague or curse from God. Literally, the skies are black with billions of fucking these grasshopper-looking motherfuckers and that are they, about to eat everything you own. <laughs> and that's... Back in the day, when, when everything gets eaten, that's bad. But I had an idea. You know what You know what I think people should do? If you suddenly see, like, a billion locusts coming over, guess what you're eating all winter? Locust meat. You better fucking grab them while you can, man. Catch them all. Gotta catch them all. Gotta catch them all. Because mm. if they eat your food, you're gonna have to eat them. But the problem with locusts, I think, is not only... It, like, it's hard to kill locusts Locusts will eat each other, so it's hard to collect locusts and and, and kill them in such a way. It, it, it's just a pain. Like locusts are just pains in they the are ass. They are pains in the ass, like yeah. gigantic pains in the ass. I'm, I hear they make good crisps. Hmm. Now today's show, we're going to be talking mostly about the movie 2012 and about the whole doomsday phenomenon surrounding it. So tell you what, if you actually haven't seen the movie. Go see the movie before you listen to the show. Otherwise, we may ruin well, some about, parts of it, or you might be like, eh, spoiler I'm, I'm, alert! I'm going to, yeah, like, don't worry about seeing it, because you really don't have to. Just, I, just, think, I think people should see it. You know what? It was disaster porn, and it was enjoyable. I liked it. It was disaster porn. It's like an hour too long. It is a bit long. Yeah. It is a bit long. But you know I, what? So what? So what? 
So what? You're going to say like, oh, it took an extra 45 minutes out of my life. What are you? What were you going to do in those 45 minutes? You know? Probably, probably sleeping. Nothing. Yeah, probably. exactly. Probably I, sleep more. I know. I'm just saying that, that going and watching 2012 is not required for enjoyment of the show. Just don't mind when we let out little secrets like, you know, the world ends at the end. Actually, I guess it doesn't. Oops. Kind of doesn't. <laughs> you ruined it. Oh, no. Well, you can't either. Either everybody survives or they don't. The whole thing about disaster porn, though, is you can't have everybody die at the end because nobody wants to see the movie where everybody keeps dying and then finally everybody's dead. That's not a very interesting. Well, no, no, movie. you you can do that. You just can't do it in the hammy feel good way that they made this movie, where it's all about characters that that feel and love each other and their relationships. If you have a real disaster movie, that's what I like about zombie disaster movies. There's none of that bullshit feel good whatever like occasionally you have that that one redeeming thing where you know like 28 days later where i thought you were a zombie and i didn't kill you and you didn't bite my neck off but these are rare instances zombie movies everybody knows the score don't trust anybody that's the awesome thing about disaster movies like zombie movies as opposed to these kinds of things where everybody comes together kumbaya i would say i would say say those kinds of movies fit into a more general category of infected movies, you know, where all of a sudden it's like a virus. Not just zombies, because it's also, you know, if somebody's sick or whatever, and, and, and human beings themselves become well, it, the carriers of it. It's a trust, now you can't trust everybody. It's, it's a trust nobody. It's a trust nobody situation. Scenario, exactly. But in, in disaster movies, you can trust everybody because everyone has the same fucking M.O. survive the disaster. So mm-hmm. you actually have to work together. It's kind of the difference between the zombie apocalyptic movie and the nature is a bitch Apocalyptic us versus nature. Yeah, us versus nature. I mean, I like both. They're two very different stories. So with that, let's let's start start with um, just kind of our impressions of the movie. So you already know mine. I liked it, except for you know, in my opinion, it was about half an hour too long. Uh, And the I I was willing to put up with so many of the the, of the problems because it's all bad science, right? Up until up until the end, I was willing to kind of like. Let a shitload of things slide because they didn't. They they made a particular. They made a whole bones about not getting too much into the whole science of the disaster. Right? You probably noticed it. Kind of seemed like is it the sun? Something's happening. Blah blah blah. But they didn't really kind of focus on. It, on it, it too it's, much. it's it's basically it's it's an, it's bad science that sets up a chain reaction of different kinds of disasters like. At the beginning, it gives you the justification for crazy earthquakes and then tsunamis and then, you know, everything else. Like, it goes bam, bam, bam to go through all the different disasters in the disaster movie that you want. So it's basically a multi-disaster movie that uses 2012 as its, science, or as its pseudo-scientific yeah. well, they, they, they use, they kickoff. Use, they, use two, they use two things that are sort of like, okay, they use the, the obviously the, the, the date, which has some significance for the Mayan calendar, which we'll get about later. But the, the way that they do is they actually talk about the, the, there's this, uh, a cycle that the sun goes through every, every 22 years, basically, where it goes from a period of minimal to maximum activity. It just, you know, sometimes you'll see a shitload of sunspots and then, then you won't. Well, we're, we're about to reach a solar maximum, which is right where it's at kind of like the height of its activity. So you see more solar flares and, and more sunspots. What's funny about that one, though, is that the, uh, the actual solar maximum is supposed to happen in 2013. Oops. But, you know, nobody cares about that shit because it just doesn't all fit. Yeah, but that's just nitpicking, dude. If it wipes us out in 2013, you're like, well, they got it it's wrong. Not gonna wi- Actually, it's not going to wipe us out at all. It's, you've, you've experienced solar flares before. The worst thing it'll do is it'll knock out a satellite or two out of, from outer space, and that's it. And then you'll probably also have some 
beautiful aurora borealis if you're up north. We might actually get to see them because uh, if, if the solar activity ends up being strong enough. And we're, we're far enough north that once in a while you can see aurora borealis. I have witnessed a few of them. They're quite breathtaking. Hmm. They're pretty damn awesome. Nice. I got that look to look forward to. You do, but you don't. Their, their whole explanation is, I guess, apparently they were saying neutrinos from the sun were passing through the Earth's crust and, and heating it. And basically, the crust became unstable and started moving around and shit like that. Now, <laughs> the the I think the funniest thing about it was when they were just talking about how some of the tectonic plates were shifting. And I mean, I don't even want to. They they were saying that one of them, I think China, had shifted by like a thousand kilometers. I don't even want to imagine how much force that would require for a whole continent to move. You know that much. Just to give you, just to give you a perspective, the the kind of earthquakes that you get, you know, that you feel. Sometimes those are just like kind of centimeters moving. Like the the continental drift happens at about the same speed that your fingernails grow. So they're they're suggesting a far a lot more, yeah, a lot mm-hmm. more shift. Anyways, that's 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 I guess that that's the in a nutshell what the science between their whole 2012 is, and the rest of it is just kind of they assume that everybody else who goes to see a disaster movie has been doing a little bit of disaster research. No, I they suppose. just don't. They just don't give a shit. Like it doesn't matter. I think, I think most people who saw it, though probably were aware, you know, of of something happening in 2012. I mean, you, we get a lot of emails from people who are complaining, saying like, "Oh, my brother, or my uncle, they really believe in 2012 a lot." What what can it, you suggest it, 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 that it, I do for these people? It's shocking to see, like, before, like I'd say, I guess a month or two ago, I used to I used to think that anybody like 2012 was just kind of the one of those weird pop culture things that starts to become interesting for people that, you know, they don't really believe. They're just interested in it. Kind of like when I was growing up. I didn't really believe in ghosts, but I loved those fucking books in the, in the, in the elementary school library that talked about the haunted houses and stuff. And that's kind of how I thought, like, anybody that, that was interested in 2012 kind of thought about it. Like, yeah, they were interested and they looked into it, but in, in the end, they really did know that 2012 isn't going to end the world. But there's some people out there who are pretty hardcore about this idea. Well, is it a surprise? I mean, I think a lot of the people that are hardcore about it are the same ones that are secretly hoping that some kind of crazy apocalypse happens. I was on one of those sites, obviously, trying to to, to debunk 2012, and I think they had a really good point. They said that if you go ask someone who's like a you know like of Mayan ancestry what they think about the year 2012, they probably look at you all kind of funny, you know, saying like. What's your issue? Mostly, A, because they, they, they don't even use that calendar anymore. It's not really that good. I mean, it was accurate for the time, you know, roughly in, in you know, 500 A.D. or B.C., I forget which one. But uh, let's just say a while ago, okay, a few thousand years ago, yeah, the calendar was decently accurate, as in you would only lose... You know, a couple of days every four years, which is still kind of bad. You know, like if every four years well, if, your calendar sort of misses a day, you're hey, like, I'm sorry. Shit. If, if this is 500 BC, then then a couple of days a year. Like if they if they mix, mixed up the math on on the Earth's on the Earth's rotation around the sun like that, it's not that it, that's not bad. So you know, I'll give it props as far as for yeah, its time. I, okay, like I'm saying, I mean, for its time, that's the whole thing. The myth around the the calendar is everybody's saying like it was amazingly. Uh, accurate for a calendar that's not solar-based or lunar-based because it doesn't have those base. Mm. Uh, so it, it doesn't kind of... You know, the, the trouble with making a solar calendar is that it doesn't divide evenly, so you have to have the whole leap year thing because it's like a 
fucking problem. But luckily, the Gregorian calendar, the stuff that we use, is pretty accurate. It only loses a day every 3,300 years. So what are you going to do? It's an irrational number, the, the, the amount of time it takes for the Earth to rotate around the sun. You're going to be inaccurate if you use the, the solar calendar. So I guess props on them for having a decent calendar. But the mm. whole thing is, obviously, as soon as something displays any degree of sophistication, people are like, ooh, they must have had some kind of privileged knowledge because this is way too impressive for anyone back then to have thought of. Yeah, too bad they didn't have the privileged knowledge on how not to fall apart as a civilization. <laughs> Ouch. I'm just saying. All right, all right, all right. Now, the, the, the interesting <laughs> you're, thing... You're, you are a civilization chauvinist. Before we get back to the movie, I just wanted to wrap up the, the discussion about the Mayan calendar. Because the interesting thing about it is, it seems like this is... The whole Mayan calendar ending seems kind of like exactly what we just went through with Y2K. Where, just on it from a technical point of view, you've run out of numbers. And you can't just roll it over because we're kind of using the old ones... So now it's just it hits that end and it and it and something has to be done now. The exact same thing happened to us with all of our computer systems for Y2K and we ended up having to go back and add the extra two digits onto the year, which is something that I guess the Mayans really didn't were concerned about because if you were living around that time and you think to yourself, "Ooh, 2012, we might have a problem where all of a sudden we have to kind of start back at zero again." Kind of the same way that when you, you know, your clock, your alarm clock when it's just 11:59, you know, it may go back to kind of like hour zero, and you're thinking to yourself, the, the time didn't end. It just had to sort of start over because there's a limited amount of numbers, and, uh, you know, in a 24-hour cycle, you will have hour zero, zero, dot zero, 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 dot zero, 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 right? Mm-hmm. You have to because those old school calendars with the little shifty thingy-majiggies, they, there was only so many numbers you could have. So mm-hmm. eventually it kind of runs out. So it's the same idea except for add a lot more zeros and add base uh, 13, and then you have kind of like your answer as to why the last day, that, that 11.59 fucking p.m. is December 21st, 2012. But the Mayans don't think it's the fucking end of the earth. They don't care. They just It's just the whole thing is they don't really have a, a culture of apocalypse like we do. I mean, we're obsessed about it. Not even... That's, that's funny, because you think with that Mel Gibson apocalypto, apocalyptico movie, they would. Hmm. Well, you know, I, I think I think Mel well, Gibson got it wrong. Mel Gibson may have gotten it wrong. Yeah. Damn. He may. Well, maybe he named it a little bit too. What's I'm looking for? Uh, salesy. Yeah, salesy. It's a bit salesy. It's, it's a pretty badass name for a movie, and a pretty badass movie in general as well. The only the only Can reference that anti semite makes great movies. It's true. He does Braveheart. Ah, awesome. <laughs> Apocalyptico. Awesome. Payback. Even. Awesome. I love Payback. Did you ever watch the director's cut of Payback? It's a whole new movie. The, even the bad guy's different. It's just it's crazy. It's and it's not even. It doesn't have that whole blue, um, blue filter. Mm-hmm. It looks completely different. It just narrates completely different. It's like a whole new movie. So, if you're a Payback fan, or if you're watch a the director's cut, Mel Gibson fan, or if you're a Mel Gibson fan for some reason, despite if you forgive Mel Gibson for his anti-Semitism, for all of his douchiness and his crazy religious, and place. for his sugar tits wackiness. <laughs> Calling a cop sugar tits. I mean, who even calls anyone sugar tits? Anyways, my point is, basically, the the idea is that we've... Because the West is kind of like apocalyptic crazy, and I think that this has a lot to do with, you know, the book of Revelation, which is essentially like, you know, Christian parables still have a significant control over our culture. I mean, we still talk about, 
you know, Adam and Eve and, and, and the Garden of Eden. These are parables that just hey. find their way in all stories. Even from people who are non-religious, you'll probably use these kinds of, of, of allegories. E- and even, like that. even 2012, a decent part of it was, was, was basically put centered around the arcs that humans use to survive the great fucking disaster. Yeah, exactly. Just another example of that. We just If you want to know when Christianity will stop having such a huge degree of influence in our culture, how about the day when we stop using the same fucking stories again and again and again? Just suggesting, you know. Well, I mean, uh, Hollywood can't even make a fucking original movie without stealing some kind of real life thing or just making sequels or remakes. So you think that whole God thing is going to die out anytime soon? It's we're going to be around for a couple yeah. more thousand years. Even we're, even, we're scarily e- uncreative. Even that's the even if we deem it all hilarious bullshit, like fifty years from now, we're like, ha ha! How foolish it was for us to think that creationism was ever holding sway in America. <laughs> Forget America, dude. The world. Mm. Yeah. So annoying. So annoying. But yeah, back back back. So yeah, we're, we're 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 uh, apocalyptic crazy. So here's. Here's like the Mayan Y2K. So, of course, everybody fucking jumps on that bandwagon. So anyone who had like a crazy idea of how the universe or how the world will end just kind of basically jumped on the 2012 bandwagon. Because what other years can you talk about some some kind of the end of the world? 2012 is the only fucking interesting one for a while, I can't even think about sort of like any of the, uh, what, what will come after that. What, what's, what's great is most of the apocalyptic fucking theories over the last 2,000 years didn't have the vision to think that we'd make it past 2,000. So we're almost in the, we're almost in the home stretch here. Do you here. think we're in the clear of we're, apocalyptic bullshit? Well, no. They're obviously new people will make them up. But we've been through them so often, and now all the old ones are finally ending. You know, it's it, you can't say that new ones aren't going to come up because you'd like to say, how is anybody going to make a new religion? Tell that to the Mormons and fucking Scientologists. It's true. They managed to pull that off, even though Scientology was invented by a science fiction writer. I can't even believe that they have gigantic pictures of him that people sort of talk about. L. Ron Hubbard was the most amazing human that ever lived. Have you ever read his books? His books. I have the- a book called Typewriter in the Sky. I has, can't read past chapter one. Has a picture of, a, of of some handsome hunky dude in like a, a seashell. Oh, hunky dude pirate in a seashell fucking mankini, wielding a sword. Rawr. Go Elron Hubbard. Yeah, it's, and it's a and it's a science fiction story. Space pirate, very imaginative man. Hmm. Boo! This is the same guy who's like, if you want to make money, start a religion. I guess I guess I guess he knew something that we didn't. <laughs> He knew that if you want to make money, start a religion. <laughs> I don't want okay, but I don't want to make that much money. <laughs> I only want to make a moderate amount of money. What can yeah. I do, L. Ron Hubbard? Yeah, we just have to keep on pushing atheism as its own sort of anti-religion. I yeah, but you don't like. I think we're a testament to the fact that you don't make a lot of money from it. <laughs> not yet, not yet. Oh, uh, do you think we're going to be sort of down? Rich check it, check it out. Check it out. This, this is this is how I imagine it. Ten years Here from now, go. you and I on a stage, we come out. And and we testify to the Lord. We've got these pimp silk suits, and we've got an organ player playing, and and we go testifying up to people. To the Lord? Uh, yeah, te- te- no, testifying to the crowd. And we we will go up and we'll say, "Do you feel the Holy Spirit in you?" Then we will hit them in the head and say, "The Holy Spirit is out of you. You are now a child of science." Woo! No more stupid thoughts cloud your mind. It'll, That's it'll, the worst idea I've ever. Heard. I like it. And I'll tell you what. I'll tell you what. Every if you guys like it, you're listening here. Send me an email and say, this is what we want you to do, Jake. I'm waiting for those emails. Yeah. 
You can tell from my sarcasm I think, face. I, th- I think it would be great. That could be a whole show, like an an, an, an anti-religious religious type show. We, we can, complete we with can... like a choir. Black choir sounds so great. I'd love to have one of those. And they could sing songs about science. And What if they're black and terrible at singing? We'll need to get actual real choir people. Let's 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 well, get. Uh, th- th- there'll be choir people first and black people second. I'm not saying we're going to get black people. We'll just <laughs> no, no, assume that's what, that's that they can sing choir that's songs. Although I bet most of them can. <laughs> <laughs> oh boy, oh boy, we can't say that. Let's go back to 2012 before everyone finds out we're secretly racist. Uh, let's talk about the black president. <laughs> Come on, you know I, what? I don't Obama, up. Obama opened the door I, exactly. for every black actor to now play president. So it, if you're a black actor, you can be president. Dave Chappelle. Now it's less. Weird to have you as play president. It's no longer just a comedy sketch for you to play president. But it was interesting because once they brought up, because this is how it works in in Hollywood movies, is sometimes they say, you know, get the president. And then the president is just, you know, the back of the chair and his hand reaching out and picking up a phone. Or or sometimes they actually do it. And I was wondering, are they going to get a white dude? Are they going to get, who are they going to get? And they got Danny Glover of all fucking people. Now, I can't take Danny Glover seriously ever since I saw him in Predator 2. Man, that was a long time ago. I'm I sorry. just keep thinking that he was going to say something like, I'm too old for this shit, every time something was about to happen. Yeah, and it wouldn't have even been that bad, except Danny Glover now is older than dirt. Like, he was he was getting too old for this shit back in 1992 when they did, like, Lethal Weapon 2. It's Danny like, Glover is, supposed to be, is, is now supposed to play the knowledgeable, funny, quirky grandpa. He's getting almost Morgan Freeman level. Like, if he stopped, uh, I don't know well, if Well, Morgan Freeman also played a president during a disaster movie. That was in... Uh, he was was the first? Elijah Wood? Yeah, no, he was. He, yeah, he was the day after tomorrow, where they outrun no, the, it wasn't where the they outrun tomorrow. the cold. No, it wasn't the day after tomorrow. It was the one where the, that comet hit. Don't you remember? Robert Duvall was in it too. It oh, was yeah, a terrible yeah, movie. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I know what you're it talking about. It was the one about. that came right around the same time as Armageddon because they had like kind of a a contest almost. Mm-hmm. I think it was called Comet or something. No, Anyways. Deep Impact. Deep Impact. Yeah, yeah there, there you go. go. Yeah, I there saw that. Yeah, I also saw the porn movie version of that. <laughs> <laughs> It was quite enjoyable. Yeah. Also a black president. Very hung black president. But yeah, I just, you know, I, I'd like to point out it was very cool, but, you know, uh, Danny Glover was just terrible. And he played, he, he really did play retarded president. He was just the biggest idiot in the world, just stumbling around the entire movie doing nothing but praying to God. And, and What else is he supposed to do? I'll tell you what, one thing, though. During disaster movies, if a president's running around like it's... Trying to look busy, I I I'd say he's doing a, he's doing a worse job because at that point where everyone's gonna die because a gigantic tidal wave is on its way to fucking Washington D.C. Don't run around trying to make for, give no, but, orders. But, but here's here's the here's fu- your first order. Go get the go take this chick and go fuck in the bathroom because this is pretty much your last chance. No, but, but but here's the deal. This just goes to show you the fact that I honestly think that we've devalued. The role of president of the United States because obviously we should evaluate it. It's just a fucking role. I, I, man. I'm saying you could put you could put a Superman in there and he'd do all sorts of good stuff. If you've got a guy who's so no one gives a shit that he doesn't come with you on on the on the big arcs to save humanity into the future and shepherd them into the future, I'm like, why would you ever elect a man that you didn't want that was to, to lead that kind of thing? I think it makes sense because number one, you can't the the president can't go onto the whole arc things because. Since they built it and they're responsible for it, what, did everybody in the world vote for Mr. President? Fuck that shit. It's time for a new government. So everybody in government gets eliminated, and it's time for us to sort of, like, repick in the new future of humanity. Mm. I just, I just they, That's what they did. I mean, they, they were pretty much making that scientist my, guy my, the new leader. But my whole point is... Who was also is, black, 
my which whole, is great. My whole point is that just that whole – you know that they tested it as to whether or not the American president should go or stay. They tested it on the audiences, and they decided that the audience likes it better when the president goes down with the ship. And I'm like, what a dumb, wasteful attitude. And if you, if you actually no, thought I the president right. did I anything – What the fuck is he going to do in the new future? Totally not equipped for it. He's the old generation. They got to die. Did you notice how many old people made it on the, uh, on the new arc? Not a lot. You know, I think it's a subtle message of saying, it's time to clear the dust, old folks. Find a hole in the ground and just fucking perish, please. Because uh, you're leading the world astray. Okay, but uh, he, Danny Glover made it into my, 2020, my 2012 drinking game. And I'll give you guys, if you sneak a, a Mickey of vodka into, into the theater like uh, I did, this is how you watch it. Anytime someone says, my God. Take a swig. At any time, <laughs> oh boy! Any time there are there's any kind of uh, what's it called when they get the when they get like a brand in a movie? It's a product, product placement. Yeah. Any time there's a product placement. Now this is where you got to watch out because sometimes you, you, you being inadvertent. No, 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 no. You, you, it, it's everywhere, especially at the beginning. But if you thought that after the world starts to end, you're going to stop seeing brands, you aren't. So you're free to cross this one out if it gets too crazy. So what was the what was the most blatant branding that you felt? Uh, Sony was in. Oh, there. wasn't that hilarious? How like every everything, head of state has a Sony bio. <laughs> everything was everything was Sony, and then like breakfast cereals were like number two. Like they were out, out, off the hizzy. Uh, then, then potato chips, Lay's was in there all over the fucking place. Were they? Pabst Blue Ribbon, so, uh, fucking bought in, and I was kind of like, because because you think Pabst Blue Ribbon is like a welfare it's totally beer not. brand, it's totally not. Uh, it, it's still a, it, just because it's got a welfare label doesn't mean it's still not a gigantic headquarters somewhere with the money to buy space. And in also the movie. doesn't mean that the people who are who own it are themselves sort of like rootin' tootin' guys like. Middle class guys like you, they're probably really wealthy. Yeah, they, they've got suits, and they, they're smart, and they put it in that movie. Oh, yeah, just tons and tons. It's like endless, endless. Totally um, pay attention to it. And any time a kid owns shit that's better than what you own... <laughs> like a PSP? <laughs> like, a, like, like, like a really expensive cell phone, or, or just, just anything that they own that is nicer than anything you own. Check out their clothes, what they're using, what they handle. Uh, that's another one. And then anytime, and this is another big one, watch out for this if you don't want to stumble out of that theater, anytime a plane flies out of some kind of massive disaster or anytime a character runs away from a disaster and the disaster seems to chase them in a linear line. You there you go. That's my drinking game. Here's, here's what I think they should have done because this would have actually made more sense. If you were to say what is the closest apocalyptic... Uh, thing that will actually occur in 2012. There is something, and it's not scary because it's you know, obviously it's like I said, near apocalyptic, but not quite. Mm-hmm. Is the fact that on in on February of of 2012, one of the largest asteroids uh, called uh, 433 Eros will pass close, like the, it'll it'll come the closest to Earth that it's ever been, which is about 20 times the distance of the Moon. And uh, this is actually a pretty large asteroid. It's like 10 kilometers wide. So it's, it's actually bigger than the uh, asteroid that presumably wiped out all of the dinosaurs. So it's bigger than the theoretical asteroid that may or may not have... Uh, well, they're pretty fucking sure that, it, that, the, the, that the you know Yucatan Peninsula was created by this asteroid. I mean, you can tell, mm-hmm. right? So they, they estimated how big it was. And this one's actually bigger. In fact, it's so big that they say that it, it has more iron... Uh, gold and aluminum 
than could ever be mined on Earth in this one asteroid. We gotta fucking lasso that shit. I know. I know, eh? Anyways, so it's it's gonna pass pretty close, and it's gonna be brighter than um, I think Neptune or something like that when you see it. So you'll actually be able to see this asteroid in the night sky at that point. It'll still be a boring dot. Don't even bother. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe you don't want to bother, but no, anybody just... who has a half decent telescope can check out because in about two million years it might actually collide with the Earth. Mm-hmm. It's it's kind of difficult to project that. I mean, there's a bunch of other variables, but. Two million years time, but this time it's, it it's this time it's coming close, right? Yeah, it's coming. Well, it has it, it has no choice. Eventually, it's kind of like it's it's in a it's going to collide with a planet, presumably over at, at some point, because uh, it's kind of like it's on a wild orbit now. So it's just a matter of time. But I mean, most of most of the time, asteroids collide with Jupiter. I mean, that's they they actually say one of the reasons why we get so few uh, asteroid hits nowadays is because of gigantic gravitational wells like Saturn and Jupiter and they absorb most of the fucking shit that would hit us so that's good man i knew they were useful for something yeah not just useful for fucking geeking out about or you know looking at it and saying this is so cool big gigantic gassy pseudo planet you know what's actually also cool about jupiter it emits more energy than it absorbs that's actually kind of cool so it gives off radiation and, and, and energy because it has like solid uh, hydrogen right in right in its core that's like super energized. It's pretty mm-hmm. awesome. Yeah, Jupiter is awesome. The only thing I know about Jupiter is from that old grime member. Jupiter is stupider. <laughs> what? Yeah, anyway. <laughs> okay, so you didn't you didn't tell me what your impression of the movie was like. Well, on, well, on general, you didn't give it a rating. Well, you know, I give I give it kind of a general thumbs up. I agree it was too long, but I you know, I I had fun making fun of it because I mean, my god. Oh yeah. It, it, it's just I mean, can, every can you, every every 5 minutes there was something that you could make fun of. Well, you know what I think was the stupidest part of the movie that didn't make noise uh, didn't make sense. Okay, you know how they're building all of these gigantic boats called arcs, right? Yeah. Now, I can forgive them for doing that cuz well, whatever, it's a stupid movie. But why did they have to open up the mountain to absorb the full brunt of all the waves when they're inside a mountain already? Now, just is it just me or you just kind of wade that shit out, you know? Why didn't they build their thing in Mount Everest and just fucking chill the fuck out? Because when you got countries sliding 1,000 kilometers this way and that, you don't want to be in a mountain that could collapse at any second. I don't, I, I'm not going to say that it made any sense. I'm just, saying, Honestly, I'm just saying they didn't need to open the doors for when the water came in. I'm like, the water could have come in, then you could have opened the doors. Hmm. Just, just a thought. I don't even understand the logic behind that one. Maybe they wanted to launch themselves and go surfing, you know, in probably the world's largest surf wave. You've got to understand that basically all, all of the, the dramatic disaster scenes were punched up to make it more dramatic. It's like, true. oh, if, if, you're about to, if you're about to land in the ocean, then we gotta, we gotta, it's two of the engines have to blow, out, blow up as well. So Something horrible it, exactly. has to happen near disaster and, so that it's everyone a, can go, yeah, near the end. Everybody exactly. needs their yeah moment, right? Exactly. So exactly. it's sometimes hard to come up with a yeah moment, especially in a disaster movies because there's not going to be like one moment where you're like we beat mother nature because i mean come on but the the truth of the matter is i mean as far as discussing any of that shit that's not the kind of shit that interested me i I like to talk more about the general brush strokes of the movie and we could talk let's before we get back to the whole 2012 and 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 what it means and and what the theories are because there's one that's really cool that i want to talk about okay 
let, let's talk about the general brush of of religion in this movie and people praying and oh, and of yeah. course and of course and of course the Vatican getting destroyed. Oh, so beautiful. Like mm. I was just like that den of child molesters was just cracked in half like a fucking rotten egg, and then all of the shit was <laughs> sprayed out, and then the whole thing rolled over on everybody and crushed, and crushed them all, yeah. crushed all the people who were there. And, and the the earthquake portion, you know, like at uh, Michelangelo's um, painting of, of you know when Adam touches God, you know where their fingers sort of touch, and they're supposed to be a little yeah, spark. It's, uh, the, the, well, the, the, the it my cracks right right at that fucking. You know, right, uh, right at the spot where they're supposed to touch, being, and I can only imagine the unsubtle "God has forsaken you" <laughs> message, which is pretty awesome. I mean, everybody who always prays in the movie and instantly just dies. If you start praying, you're dead meat. I think this was the lesson of the movie. There are two themes throughout the movie. One is fatherhood. The second is don't just pray. Do something. <laughs> yep. <laughs> be like be like John Cusack and run, 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 run. Don't pray, just run. Mm-hmm. What did you think about Woody Harrelson's character? You know, like the crazy conspiracy theorist dude. Yeah. I I thought they could have I thought they could have done a little bit more with with that whole thing because it's it's just you know that that point where where um, the the main character starts listening to the crackpots because apparently the crackpots have some secret knowledge or whatever. And you have to kind of wonder, really, how much would it take for someone to listen to such a crackpot idea? You, you know, because even the, even the main character who's seeing all this funky stuff happening, you got to swallow a lot of this BS to even start listening to him. Because your brain would tell you this, get away from this man, he's near your camper with your children, you need to fucking go away from him as soon as possible. I'm, not, I'm saying you probably wouldn't even have a conversation with a guy who's literally that crazy. Mm. Well, the problem was I missed the whole introduction point where they met because I was out getting popcorn. So, oh. I mean, I can't really talk How long him. were you fucking eating popcorn Dude, for? That was like a, that was 20 minutes in. I know. I saw a little bit of him. I saw, I saw the, the whole part where they're in the camper. I just didn't see how he was introduced. So, I don't know. But I did, again, I did like how they blew up Yellowstone. Because uh, Yellowstone is the, is the home for the world's most large active volcano in the world. Mm-hmm. And it's about... 40,000 years overdue to explode, which is kind of something I was like, I kind of enjoyed the fact that they made uh, Yellowstone, you know, blow up, because that would be something that you could expect from all the weird tribulations. Yeah, Yeah, sure. A a volcano that's been building pressure for 600,000 years... And that's totally due to explode would probably explode. Yeah. I've had uh, God, I, it's some some science site. I wish I could give it props because it's actually it, it's like a mini science blog. It doesn't give you too much, not too little. It's just the right amount. I've got it in my RSS reader, and and one of the things I've noticed from like having it there for over a year is that whenever whenever there's anything funky that goes on in Yellowstone, there's always a little article that says mysterious readings in Yellowstone. We don't know what it means, and it's kind of, it, it feels to me like they're just kind of. Keeping an eye on it because you never know. <laughs> it's true, and it's I mean, like it's true. it could never go off within our lifetime, and uh, maybe it will. Because it, it's funny because there's there's all sorts of weird shit that happens in the ocean, all sorts of weird bleeps and bloops and blongs, and it's like, how did the sound this big? get generated from the depths of the black ocean. We don't really know, but no one really cares about those. But when weird sounds and, and, and fucking readings from Yellowstone come out, the community does pay a bit of attention. They're like, hmm, that's, that's a little bit odd. It's, and it's funny, too, because 
not like you could do anything about it. And nope. If it goes off, it just goes off. And yeah, and God knows what the ash cloud will oh, do. Oh, we'd be engulfed in it. It would, it would reach here. We'd be, it would be like a snow of it, a thick snow of ash. Mm. It would be a really bad couple years and then you while can, we're in nuclear winter. Yeah, and then you can look forward to dying of lung disease and fucking lung cancer from all the shit you breathe in. It won't extend your life, that's for sure. Mm. <laughs> and who knows how many fucking woodland creatures and that kind of stuff would just suffocate and die from it. It would just be bad. I mean, the last time it happened, there was a pretty well-preserved fossil record uh, because it suffocated so many fucking animals at once. And, it is, and it's funny, too, because when, when you go to dig sites and you go deep enough, you can see a thin layer in, in the Earth's, you know, sort of like a, uh, in the crust of when that fucking shit happened and it's it, it's a pretty big area you know it's like a I think it's 2,000 square kilometer radius or even maybe more mm. so it's just a it's a nasty little volcano that one yeah, it's, <laughs> it's the ticking time bomb it's like make a 2012 movie it should have just been all about fucking Yellowstone damn that's scary yeah it is so speaking scary. of scary you want to get back to our uh, our 20 our 2012 uh, the, 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 the speculation we just did the asteroid that that's going to miss us do you want to do Time Wave Zero? Yeah, please. Explain <laughs> to everybody, because here's, here's one classic conspiracy theorist guy who's pretty much the most interesting slash druggie of them all. And this is this Time Wave Zero, so please explain to me, because I'm still trying to grasp it. Because I'm, I'm just going to read out what the, what the wiki page has for okay. it. It's, it's, it's completely bullshit, but it's fucking fascinating as a concept. I love it. So here we go. Time Wave Zero is a numerogi- numerological formula that purports to calculate the ebb and flow of novelty, defined as an increase in the universe's interconnectedness or organized complexity over time. According to Terence McKenna, who conceived the idea over several years in the early mid-70s while using psilocybin mushrooms and DMT, <laughs> the universe has a teleological attractor at the end of time that increases interconnectedness, eventually reaching a singularity of infinite complexity in 2012, at which point anything and everything imaginable will occur instantaneously. <laughs> So ridiculous. So it, it, it's basically the idea that that shit in the gravity uh, is just happening, or shit in the galaxy is happening, and all of a sudden, at one point, the universe is going to go, blah, 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 and everything will instantly happen simultaneously, all at once, everything. And you have to wonder <laughs> why someone who is using DMT, a powerful hallucinogen, mm. would possibly come up with but, such a convoluted. Idea. But just just as a side. Yes. Um, you Aside. can't. You, you can't always diss the shit that people think up on think up on DMT. One of the guys who fucking discovered DNA. That was all about acid, man. He he figured that out on acid. Somebody else want to? God, was it the Nobel or? Uh, it, well, yeah. You could you could say, for instance, well, Einstein was really famous for his thought experiments and for his creativity and imagination. Yes, creativity and imagination are often ways that we take old ideas and combine them into new and interesting forms. That's what your brain does all the time. It's kind mm-hmm. of a mental ease that you have. It's like you combine, oh, I don't know, a horse with, uh, you know, like an eagle, and all of a sudden you have a pegasus, and you're thinking, ooh, novel creation. I just invented an animal. But the whole, the truth about it is that even creative thinking, you're just combining just old ideas that already exist. You know, you're not necessarily having any new ones. Which you, is you, what, you know what? That's, you know, that's, your, that, that's your mistake. That, that shows that you haven't done interesting enough drugs. No, but what, <laughs> what, what I'm suggesting is that it's possible in, in say, in, during compromised states of your brain, mm-hmm. that maybe you're going to have some, you know, images or ideas that might not be reconcilable with all of your previous, uh, you know, all of your previous thoughts and, 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 and perceptions. But I'm not suggesting... I'm, I'm suggesting that most of the time... 
like 99% of the time. It'll probably be It'll probably bullshit. be complete bullshit. No, complete I, I, bullshit. Absolutely, absolutely. I agree. It's like there are some great scientists out there, some great people. That guy that fucking figured out DNA, trust me, he just didn't do, do fucking acid You're and figure it out. You're not Watson or Crick did fucking DMT, are you? Okay, do you want me to look it up and I'll tell you who... Uh... I'll, I'll edit the show, okay. the pause-wise. We'll edit that out. Cause <laughs> just, I'm just, just like, just what the fuck are you talking about? No Pretty problem. sure Watson and Crick didn't do... DMT, and as far as I'm concerned, I the, the history of, of 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 the mapping of DNA was was did not involve drugs. <laughs> there we go. Yeah, it was Crick. Crick was high on LSD. You're saying Crick was a LSD head? Crick, fucking the Nobel Prize winning father of modern genetics, was under the influence of LSD when he first deduced uh, the double helix structure of DNA nearly but that's, 50 that's years ago. That's fucking bullshit. He didn't come up with, the, with that. The double helix, the whole structure, was actually because they had seen a photo uh, of, like, uh, like uh, basically a, a, a high resolution photo that they had took of a, of a DNA molecule that formed an X. And then they had assumed that that was because of. The, the shape would, would be itself a helix. Jacob, they weren't high when that happened. Jake, the what? They weren't high when they made that. Like, these, these two, Watson and Crick were basically trying to uncover the structure of DNA using models. It's like one of those old school things that scientists don't do anymore where they sit down and say, let's try to build a model and see if we can come up with the structure of DNA. They didn't really, like, they had, they had pieces of knowledge, but they, originally their fucking models were completely and utterly insane. But I'm, I, am, I am calling to question... This motherfucking article. No, it's 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 a well known fact that is that that is that is retold across the fucking net. And, and you know, here's here's a question oh, for you. Well, in every single oh, history I, I, of the oh, science book I'm, that I've read, it's never fucking mentioned. It, let, let me so ask. Let, let me ask you something. Fucking science books from the seventies. Do you think they're gonna fucking say that shit? I, I'm just saying, like the official story, and then the story that's coming out now. You can't reconcile the fact that maybe the whole "I was doing acid and figured it out" is going to be something that would come out, you know, a bit later. And this is, as I said, oh, you, you're going to poo-poo me for saying that I read it on no, the internet. Was, it's, actually, it's a well-known fact. Gonna, across- I was going to suggest that Crick didn't need to come up with the design itself, and that sure he was high. It's good for him, but also it's 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 generally understood that Crick and Watson were hacks. Crick and Watson were hacks. My God, what a! Whew, I'm telling you, I just, I'm just saying, like that. You just gave a pretty gigantic shove back. I'm just saying that guy there, one of the, even if he's a hack, he's fucking better than you. <laughs> that's the Ooh, last thing. That's the, oh, wait, I'm, I, I'm, I, I'm that is saying, a great I'm, argument. I'm this you, hack no, no, is still no, better you, than you. You were trying, you were trying to discount this man. No, I'm not. Uh, okay, okay, I'm. You just, just called I'm him just, a hack. I'm just. Yeah, well, he is a hack. I'm just saying. I still love him. I'm. <laughs> I think even he would admit his hackiness. I mean, him and Watson were just basically hanging around just talking all day and not doing any real science. Everybody made fun of them because they were science hacks, but they managed to steal other people's discoveries and then fucking claim it as their own. They are hacks. Sorry. That's the honest truth. Total fucking hacks. Damn. Self, even if self-admitted hacks. Well, I they don't deserve the Nobel I, I, fucking I, I, prize. I don't know enough to be able to say one way or another, but all I'm saying is that... One of the, the official story going around now, the one that's being pushed, is is the fact that he did a lot of acid and helped him figure out I think whatever just, he figured out. I think out. it's just further proof that he was a layabout. <laughs> <laughs> 
Okay, well. So you know what? All it proves is that people who do drugs can still go, do cool things, but it doesn't mean that the drugs make you think the cool ideas. This is what I'm suggesting here. Yeah, that's, 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 that's the difference. I'm like, people who do drugs can still do cool things. That was proven by Michael Phelps. I think That he, was proven by Carl Sagan, man. Oh, he's a fucking he, he, gigantic de- 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 Definitely it gets proven over and over again, but as far as like interesting thoughts, I thought this was a good one to prove that, yeah, you can have some pretty interesting, mind-blowing thoughts... With those kinds of drugs, and also, and also, what's hilarious about mind blowing thoughts is that they usually don't mean anything. To they'll just blow your mind, but they have no objective. No, no, no. Oh, yeah. fucking well, you know, it, it's like you and fucking Saturn, or oh, you can look in the sky and you can see an extra dot tonight. For some people, that blows their minds, and I and rightfully so. And for other people, it doesn't matter. Yeah, for other and people, right, and right, God blows their mind. Doesn't mean it's real, and doesn't mean it's a very fucking useful idea. You see what I'm saying? Yeah, but... Just because it blows someone's mind doesn't mean there's anything special about it. Like I said, it doesn't have any relevance to objective reality. It's just a thing. It's like, ooh, you find this fascinating. Good for you, stupid monkey. Yeah, but I'm just saying that uh, they blew their mind and they thought about that double helix or whatever, you know, whatever. Uh, Whatever. whatever. You've already voiced it. You've already voiced that. (laughs) And they thought up that. And I'm just saying that, uh, you know, it can give you some interesting insights. That's all. God, it, not not it. not if we have so not many if, listeners that are not just if, of not the not age not if you're just doing drugs you suck not if shut your mouth oh now oh my god are you are you literally bringing out the think of the children yes. fucking line on this fucking show where we talk about <laughs> I'm suggesting that your your whole approach to saying that it'll make you have interesting thoughts is flawed no it's, because I think it'll mostly give you paranoid thoughts <laughs> this is hilarious coming from a pothead. That, so? it won't, that, that it won't give, that drugs don't give people interesting yeah, thoughts. Yeah, but look at, look at us. We're losers. We don't make a lot of money. <laughs> <laughs> hey, you, you, can, you can call him a hack and you can call yourself a loser. I'm a winner. You're a winner? <laughs> I Is am a winner. You are? I am a winner. Man. Winner. <laughs> Only the deepest of, of delusional losers will believe that he's a right, Well, let, let's go back to delusional losers. Let's, talk, let, let's, let's go back and talk again about the guy who... Uh, or, or just that, that crazy... The time wave. The time wave zero. Now, obviously, Ooh. this is this is insane. So but, pretty, uh, it's but, but, pretty nonsensical. I, again, just, just the concept itself is awesome. But why don't you, t- why don't you talk about how he made a, some slight corrections? Because the whole thing is, he was trying to... He, he had come up with the, the, the year 2012... Although he had in November that there would be some kind of time wave thing. And then he heard about the Mayan calendar, so he made some adjustments. Yeah, he made some adjustments to make the Mayan calendar thing Isn't that fit into nice? his whole... It's so nice when people do that. Yeah. yeah, They work backwards and saying, oh, well, it somewhat correlates with that date. Therefore, I'll just make the necessary corrections. And ooh, isn't that crazy? Now it all fits. You want to know the most dangerous thing, is, in my opinion, about a lot of the bogus science that goes on, is that working backwards from a fucking conclusion. That's the problem with abstinence. That's the problem with naturopathy. Have we ever have we figured out how we're supposed to say? It I yet? don't want to ever use that Na- word again. Naturopathy. <laughs> <laughs> no one commented on the fact that we couldn't pronounce it, but it was on maybe the bonus they can't, show. Maybe so. they can't pronounce it. If you can pronounce it, fucking send us but an email. Remember, there's some, there's lots of listeners that come from different areas. Like you think an Australian or somebody so, from fucking South Africa or from fucking Britain with all those weird British accents or, or accents. I don't are going to say it right. They're probably going to sound all messed up like we do. I don't care. Just. Send Naturopathy. Just, just, just give me, just give Oil me meat. a. <laughs> it's naturopathy. That's what they probably call it. They got that weird. Although that's more New Zealand. Naturopathy. <laughs> yeah, Australians always end everything with a question mark. With a question mark. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> 
Anyway, so, so the, 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 the dangerous thing about all those is they go back from that conclusion. Oh, if it's from nature, it must be good. And therefore, I will draw all of my conclusions based on, I don't know, bark is natural. So bark will help you somehow. Ugh. Yeah, that's, that's homeopathy just in a nutshell right there, too, where they're just like, this has an effect on people. Therefore, the effect greatly diminished will mm. heal the similar symptoms. And you're like, what? Yep. Where'd you come up with that? Oh, you made it up. Oh, you made it up, and it sounded really good in your brain, like kind of time wave zero. Now, Making shit up, and it sounds really good in your brain. So we've gone over solar flares, not yeah. a, not which are not going to cause which the is end a of the fail. World. We, we've gone over the asteroid. Oh, there's which also is the, there's also the reversal we, 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 of the polarity of the uh, of 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 uh, the geomagnetic. How's that going to How's that going to happen? Well, every once in a while, actually, the poles do shift. Mm-hmm. You know, sort of like the North Pole becomes the South Pole. Um, I'm not 100% sure why it fucking happens. I'm sure there's a really complex scientific reason for it. I'm not a scientist, so I will not tell you what the hell happens. But it's the whole process... you from telling people anything before. I know, but you know what that reminds me? I just have to make a quick correction. Last show, episode 71, was probably our, mo- our least factual show because I made two gigantic mistakes. Number one, I confused Turkey with Egypt, so again, shame on me. Again, we, do, and we, 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 did, did a, we did a terrible thing. Oh, yeah. man, there's something about the Middle East and, and zones of Africa. that are just Yeah, it's with. a nightmare, you know? It's all the brown people areas. Mm. <laughs> it just seems confused. the same. How can you tell one authoritarian regime over another? Ah! Anyway, so we got, we got that wrong. Of course... Oh, no, why is there a we in this? Well, because we talked about it. We. Oh, oh I'm sorry. I made the mistake. Excuse me. I made the mistake. Also, um, in the beginning of the episode, I hilariously confused Abraham with Isaac because I said that Metatron stopped Isaac from killing his son. It was actually Isaac was the son. Metatron stopped Abraham. So those were the two, those were the two mistakes. But you know what's terrible about the internet and frightening? Because we put that shit up and then all of a sudden, you know, you forget about the show after you've finished recording it. And then thousands of people have literally listened to you fuck up. Mm. So it's painful. It's painful, but we get through it. Yeah, it'd you know? be nice if we could figure out a way to kind of add anendums easily to, to these shows afterwards to be like, here's all the things that... We just produce so many of it, we don't have time. I mean, I'd love to go back and make all the, fix all the little mistakes and, and make the shows perfect, but seriously, we do not have that kind of time. I mean, we're up to show number 72, man. That's a lot of shows. And besides, if you're, if you're only listening to us as a, as a source of information and not doing further research on your oh, own, that's goodness. irresponsible. It is so irresponsible. We're edutainment. You know, we don't ever claim to be factually correct. Never have we made that claim, though we have claimed often that we are hilarious and fun to listen to. A claim that I think you'll agree to. Sometimes. <laughs> Sometimes. So, yeah, there's the whole, you know, the magnetic poles will shift. Did, don't you remember the core where they were just kind of like talking about the Earth's... Uh, this like is in the, the movie again? This is a different movie. Do you remember the core? Oh, yeah, you know? okay, the core where they... Yeah, the one that nobody watched where yeah. they drilled to the century and it right, was really exactly. boring. Right, exactly, the most ridiculous movie ever. It's mm-hmm. actually probably the movie with the worst science known to man. But mm-hmm. anyways, at that point, you know, like the, 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 the protective magnetic magnetosphere disappears, and then all of a sudden all these terrible cosmic waves start hitting people and frying and destroying the Golden Gate Bridge because it's not a movie, it's not a disaster movie unless San Francisco eats it. That's I agree. San Francisco is the new target. The new Star Trek movie, they, they went after it, which I think might have just been an homage to the last time the world was going to end right around San Francisco. Then Terminator Salvation, they fucking... San Francisco is where shit's going down. Mm. 
San Francisco is a popular location. Well, you know what it is? San Francisco is the new New York. The new New York. Yeah, and X-Men 3 as well. Because you can't destroy New York anymore without people being like, yeah, and I can kind of understand. Who wants to? Even some of the scenes in 2012 with all the all the buildings falling, I was, and people hanging off of the girders and falling, I was like, that's a little too close to, to 9-11 for me to really enjoy it. Because that's the whole thing about disaster movies is you kind of have to be that kid kicking over the anthill enjoying the ants scuttling about dying as you stomp them and when it gets a little too close to 9-11 I can't do that because all of a sudden you know it, it touches me a little you get you have feelings human I, feelings I have human feelings human exactly so I, the, no, I no longer get my Godzilla destroying shit like well you know you're not a, you're not a teenage boy anymore so you don't have that much of a passion for destruction but yeah, that's that's what you say my mom tells me differently sometimes <laughs> <laughs> so the last the last kind of disaster well there's there's two more really there's this idea that the planetary alignment will create some kind of gravitational well that will throw everything off balance because apparently people love the idea of planetary alignments because it sounds cool, right? You're yeah, like, like all, all the planets line up and they make that like they show that picture and it's all ooh, it's it's neat and orderly. That's our that's our inner OCD yeah. coming out where we just want everything to kind of be. It neat looks less and tidy. chaotic, and all of a sudden people assume that when it looks less chaotic, it something must mean crazy something. will happen. But nothing fucking happens when planets align. Hello. They're just. Do they do anything when they're not aligned? No. Then they're not going to do anything when they're aligned because it's just a human convention to call them aligned. It's not like any. It's not like the planets care. It's not like going, "Hey, Jupiter, what's going on? Not much, man. We're just about to line up. Holy shit! No, they don't care. They're they're planets. They don't have personality. Yep. So that was that was one. And the last one is basically something that was just thought up of in in the 1990s by just a bunch of new age people, which was that there was this invisible planet that we've never seen called Nibiru. And that it was going to collide with Earth. Now, I don't need to tell you that we're actually pretty good at finding planets, you know, and finding celestial bodies of that size. Mm. Mostly because you don't even actually need to see the planets to know where they are. In fact, when they discovered uh, Uranus and, and Pluto, it was actually... Uranus? Don't, don't the stop, British call don't, it Uranus. Don't stop calling it Uranus just because it has... It's Uranus! Okay? That's the British way of pronouncing it, and I like it. I like so Uranus. Uranus is constantly the sling was like Uranus. It's like <laughs> okay, fine. Uranus, yeah, was discovered basically because of, of gravitational perturbations. And it's not like, that big. Wah, wah. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, it's pretty I, big. It's a I, nice I, giant. It's a nice giant. Anyways, so they discovered that planet not because they were looking at it from a telescope, but just basically by making you know calculations of, of well, nearby planets have you know oscillations and, and and stuff like that. So you can just use math to find. In, uh, you know celestial bodies, and that's how they—that's where they knew where to look. Then they, you know, then you point your telescope because the night sky is pretty fucking big, if you didn't notice. Mm-hmm. So you kind of have to know where to look. And we've we found all the planets, and we even kicked one out of the planet fucking group. It's like, see you, Pluto, Poor get the Pluto. fuck out of here. You're now a minor planet. Get out of here. Mm. It's not circular enough. That's the problem. That's why there's snobs about it. But yeah, so. The Nibiru is supposed to be some invisible planet X, they sometimes call it. So they think, like, 2012 is when it's going to collide with Earth. Yeah. It's so ridiculous. Let, let me it's, hard, it's actually hard to debunk because it's so ridiculous. Yeah, just like, uh, just like religion, I suppose. And th- this is the sad thing about it. There was actually a, a video that you put up on the website that had a NASA scientist take time out of his day to make a, a video saying... The world really isn't going to end. We get lots of email. NASA gets tons of email from people who literally think that this is true. 
asking us what we're going to do about it. <laughs> and we say, it is absolutely not true. Absolutely not. I'm like, it's pretty sad. Thank, thank God that they did because, again, uh, I, I want to know my, what they're going to do about other and more important things. Yeah, but my, my new attitude now is that science, the scientific community has a responsibility to push back up against bullshit. And I know, because uh, remember, we've discussed this many times before where, where you've said that they don't engage because the claims are so ridiculous that they don't want to lower themselves down. But at this point, <coughs> after talking about the naturopaths, Naturopathy. Yeah, about about those people, about hearing about the American Medical Association basically going on a crusade to fucking smite them. I think that that should be one of the goals of science is to fight bullshit science. It's like, what's the point of knowing the truth if nobody believes you? I guess the problem they, they have is if you fight them, you're giving a soapbox... To really stupid idiots no, that can no, trick no, people. No, that's their, no, that's no, their no, 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 that's stupid. The soapbox is already there. It, I agree, it, it, I agree. Well, I mean, it's called the internet anyways. The soapbox is there. Anyone can have a voice. And, and you just got to make do. sure that science's voice is fucking out there. Like, there should just be thefacts.org. Please, how about I know that? it's, it's sad when people like us have to fight for it, and we're idiots. We are idiots. We don't know anything. Nothing at all. You don't even know where fucking Egypt or Sudan or Turkey, where, what's going on with any of those To be places. fair, I do know where they are, but I switched, I switched over their history. So mm. it wasn't a geogra- geographical mistake. It was more like a... It was still a mistake. Geopolitical for mistake shame, or something. <laughs> Fine. Fine. Okay, you know what? Let's, let's, round, let's round out this 2012 thing so that... Uh, we can just put the lid on both the movie and the whole conspiracy theory. Now, if you have any friends or any fucking family that still thinks that 2012 is something they should be worried about, I mean, make them listen to this podcast at the very least. Make them go see the movie just so they can see the ridiculousness of it all, and then just tell them why it's wrong. Because mm-hmm. I think that's actually the best way that you can possibly do it. Like, take a look at this movie... Number one, who believes Hollywood anyways? So that's a pretty good thing whenever Hollywood does something, because we all know they're wrong. Mm. And, uh, and from that, proceed to give them a copy of this episode, just to shove down their throats and basically say, you're an idiot for believing that the Earth will end at that point. But, you know, no, more, no less retarded than people who thought that the year 2000 was going to be the end of the world. Or well, here's the interesting 1994 thing. or 97, I think the, the Jehovah Witnesses were saying at some point. Just some ridiculous. I wasn't expecting the world to end at, at 2000, but I was kind of interested because there was some validity to that idea of computer. You don't know how all the computer systems are going to react. And, yes, you can go and upgrade all the computer systems, but you, how many computer systems do you figure just didn't get updated and which ones are they going to be and how many Chinese or, or Russian fucking supercomputers that, that control God knows what? Not nuclear, nuclear stuff, but just random whatever. I was, I was kind of excited to see all of the, the massive fail that might have happened. And absolutely nothing happened. And since then, I'm not even getting excited for this 2012 thing. <laughs> because, number one, 2012 doesn't have any kind of computer-based actuality behind the p- potential for failure. Not on any world scale, but just even on a computer scale, I was kind of like, well, something could happen with computers. Yeah, I was the same way. I was the same way. I was thinking some systems might go down and some people kind of will probably use that opportunity to maybe do a bit of looting. But, but and not, that's, that's but, the worst but not, of it. We, we didn't even – there was nothing. Nothing, nothing, nothing. nothing, nothing but nothing. You, know, you know what? That's largely credited to the fact that I think in total – we spent like hundreds of billions of dollars fighting it, yeah. fighting it. Like and now it was, they were, it was one of the most expensive things we've ever fucking done as, yeah. as a species. I was reading update back, our was, stupid 
computers. There was an article on Times or Newsweek, once again, I don't know how to source it properly, talking about how much money we spent on it and whether or not it was worthwhile or not. No one's really willing to go back and look and say, we did the right thing, or was it just another thing of mass stupidity and hysteria. And, you know, even if it is, I think it's fine for us to recognize that because, hey, we, we couldn't have known. It's true. And I'd like to point out that we're all a bunch of stupid, hairless monkeys. We are. I mean, no let's better not, than let's any not be too creature. impressed. Yeah. No, we are not God's chosen race here. No. We're we, just, make, we fuck up. We say that Turkey is Egypt or that Abraham is Isaac or that Sudan is in Middle they, East. They, stop stop, stop using that we word when bringing this stuff up. <laughs> <laughs> oh, well, I'm sorry that you don't know anything and I'm the only one who has to make fucking pronunciations and occasionally I'm wrong. It must be sweet to be you. Yeah, I know. Being the, being the question asker is great. I love it. <laughs> Okay, we're going to wrap up the show. I'd like to remind everybody, if you dig what we do, we do also have a bonus show uh, that is available for patrons. That's We ask for $20 a year. That rounds up to about $1.67 a month, so it's not much. Yep, the, this patron thing. Think of us as painters, and you are our patrons that allow us to paint our on our canvas of hate towards religion. Yeah, and you know what? We're, we're very not rich, so we greatly appreciate your help because the honest truth is, is it's either that or us not doing it ever again. <laughs> Well, I'm not ever doing it, but it's just basically, yeah, I don't know. Well, when, when real life steps in, it's hard to fucking do two shows a week. Yeah, like back when we weren't doing it full time, we were doing this maybe once every month and a half, maybe less than that. I mean, if you love the show, help support us. And, and really, there are a lot. There are already people who are doing it. We do need more, uh, and we greatly appreciate. It. But like I said, we make we make extra bonus radios for you. It's not like we're, I'm just begging you for money. I'm like, I got a shitload of radios. Radio shows. There's like 34 of these n- now. That's that's like 15 hours of good of podcasting and, goodness. And here's some extra good news for for those of you who you know don't have PayPal accounts, don't have credit cards to buy things on the internet, or whatever like that. We are working towards a system where you can help us out and still get these shows. Yeah, exactly. Um, we 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 want to do. A, we're creating kind of a micro economy kind of uh, thing for the site so if people want to you know provide some of their labor or that kind of stuff it's not it's, the way that we see it, it's not just money that people can provide it's also value in different sense but this kind of takes time and unfortunately it also does take some money to establish these systems so here's the irony here we need your money in order to be able to make sure that we don't need your money <laughs> <laughs> yeah exactly once we get over this hump and uh, as I said we've got that traveling anti-religion show with the, with the black choir members and everything like that <laughs> apparently Brian wants to make this happen now now, so we need Absolutely. your money. I, lo- I love it. It's even better than my last great idea, which was a magic show that was really gay. Like, I mean, this like, this is it. That's the idea. Yeah, it's like it's like a, a it's a it's, it's a whole magic act themed around homosexuality. I, I think don't you get can, it. What do you mean you don't get it? What the hell kind of magic is centered around homosexuality? Make like you gonna make 20, some 20, dick tw- no, no, like, like twenty what? gerbils disappear and then they come out like the sleeves and like all sorts of hilarious. What? Yes. Is that what you think homosexuals do? Yes. Put gerbils. Well, no, in their no. I don't think that's day. what they do. I think a comedic magician show. Okay. It'd you know what? Good. You're just full of terrible ideas. <laughs> help me. Help. This is who I'm working with, everybody. you got to help me out here. <laughs> these, these are our big money ideas. Oh, boy. We're in so much trouble. Okay. We're going to catch everybody next week for the bonus show. With that, my name is Jacob Forte. I'm Ryan Harkness. Have a good Atheist Day, everybody. Mm-hmm.